Nope. Fuck. We got to do it again. All right. This is gonna be okay. second right, stick. I, I came up. I came in it weird. I did an accent. No, on no. It. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> no, you're good. I just. Uh, I need to play. I need to do the recording. I always forget to do clap it off during the recording of the screen grab, which. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. makes it. Are you recording on your on your phone already? Phone is going. Yeah, phone is recording. Yeah. Okay. No, there oh, you come go. On, this isn't my first radio. No, no, no. No, no, no I got you. I got you. No, I hear you. I'm sure I'm doing all my shit. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brandana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 55 coming at you for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Subscribe. Leave five stars. Let a friend know what you heard here on episode 55. Guys, send us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandana, and with me, as always, the talent, most awesome. What is happening? Fifty-five, dropping the double nickel like Jordan in the in the garden. Five, Back five, brother. 90, Ninety-five, ninety-six. Five, five. What have you been up to? What's the haps? What's happening? Oh man, you know I'm out there. Yeah, searching new cars. We got to get uh, Doctor Mrs. The Commission. I got to get that that third row, that coveted Ooh, third row for all of our our brood. So we were out there checking out some dealership. It's dealing days out here in in Mab Studios Midwest. Mm. Gonna drop that row three, row three for you right there. <laughs> put your exactly. put your third row goggles on. Awesome, brother. Guys, our rundown today we have ripped from the headlines. We're doing NFL free agency frenzy. We're doing MA MA parenting tip. MA his little take on the college bribe scandal. That's a little little uh, rip for the MA, MA parenting tip. And I'm so excited it's back. We're doing MAB fixes. We're doing player fan interaction. The Neapolitan showdown. Top three worst things about college. And then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read, if you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, rip from the headlines. NFL free agency frenzy. Why are we doing that this week, brother? Ooh, because the uh, the legal tampering period, which I've never heard it called before, and it's all the buzzword now, is where now people can actually reach out to um, players mm-hmm. and make offers. And we're seeing a lot of transition, a lot of transactions. We wanted to see who could, uh, who came out of it a winner and who came out of it a loser. Okay, I, I also have a, I also have a questionable as too. Like, ooh. what are we doing? What are we doing? I like it. So uh, I, I like that you say like the legal tampering period. I thought like. I thought tampering was like a negative word. Like it's just kind of like the legal like stealing. It's, just, it's like weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did too. Like I said, I've never heard of this before and it's like legal tampering. It's, it's like the it's legal kind of stealing like, period where you just pay money for things. Like, yeah, it's it's exactly. Like, <laughs> it's it's the NFL version of Jumbo Shrimp is really what it is. <laughs> so, yes. But it's the they, they open it up where people can negotiate without signing any, any deals. Um, now some deals have come to, to agreement. And, uh, yeah, so now we're just going to judge the, the winners and the losers, see what I, we liked and what we didn't like. Okay, so who do you have as 
who has the biggest loss coming out of NFL free agency to date? I, I don't think there's going to be much objection when I say this team. Um, they're close to you. Not now because you're in Mab Studios, Koreatown. <laughs> but, 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 every, but the, the loser, the it. biggest loser. Yes, exactly. Everyone is saying that the Giants unequivocally lost. And I, I, can, I can't disagree with it. They had a terrible terrible off season yeah so i come from the philosophy is just like so i know i was texting with you or i think on our football thread and this is not my point this is a bill simmons point i like it like looking at the top 20 wide receivers of all time like how many rings they have like i I think elite receivers can get a little overrated i mean i definitely Mm -hmm. put them above like paying for a receiver below running back i I don't think it's the biggest loss in the world i and i think i could get over this if i thought that the Giants weren't trying to compete now, which apparently they were trying to do. And now, like, almost the biggest the biggest loss to me is uh, the running back for the Giants. Like, he... The, the running back for the Giants. Yeah. The, uh... Sa- uh what's his name? Um, Saquon Barkley? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's to oh, me. yeah. He, he is the biggest loss in all this. Because he has yeah, a he tight has a bigger, window. He... he yeah, yeah, his his he's the biggest loser out of it. The everybody. biggest loser, yeah, yeah, yes, thank you. Okay, yeah, the biggest loser. Like I uh, like him. I don't know if you can start seeing ten in the box, <laughs> but uh, right, right. maybe close to it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a rough sledding for him, two thousand nineteen. Well, and the, and that's the thing is is it's not so much. I mean, the OBJ, the well, the reason why a lot of people are talking about is the Odell Beckham Jr. trade, which they gave up uh, Odell Beckham Jr., who's probably top five wide receiver in the league, right? Yeah, yeah, I say that. And they gave it up for a first and a third this year with Cleveland and Jabril Peppers, a safety. Go blue out of Michigan uh, way back then. But I think I think really what it for me, it stems back all the way back to the draft. Dave Gettleman has come over. Dave Gettleman historically uh, is the GM, uh, bad GM. He was a bad GM in, in, in Carolina, um, did some bad deals over there. Matt Calise being one of them, gave him a five-year, $55 million deal. Um, but it just shows, like, from an execution standpoint, when he's taken over, you know, he was out there talking about Eli Manning is still a Pro Bowl quarterback and yeah, still exactly. an elite quarterback in the league. And it's like, no, he's not. It's okay if he's better than the top half of the league or in that middle and you think he can contend for a playoff. But there's no real plan, you know, and it, it's, exactly. it's, it's, it's totally evident in the fact that they get Saquon Barkley. They don't get a quarterback, which is a position of need for them. Mm-hmm. They go after Nate Solder. They write a big check for him. And then they take their one offensive weapon, aside from Saquon, and they ship him away for, I mean, I mean, I don't want to say 50 cents on the dollar, 75 cents on the dollar, you know, for just an unproven, a number 17 and a high number three overall or third round pick. Yeah. And then when you mix in the fact that they signed Golden Tate, okay, four year, $37 million, well, well, what's what's the plan? So, so Golden Tate is a slot receiver. Tate, watch. Give us that breakdown. Tate, watch. On, give us that breakdown on Tate after watching him for what four or five years. Four years, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he but he's on the wrong side of thirty, and yeah. they already have Sterling Shepard, who's twenty six, who is, I think, like I read a stat, and maybe maybe it's just out of the slot. Over like three years, has one hundred and forty nine catches, which is pretty high up there in, in regards of like slot wide receivers. So you 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 need somebody on the outside. They don't fill that need, but they write a big check for Golden Tate, 
They trade their only real pass rusher in, in Olivia Vernon to again the Cleveland Browns, and then they just do like they 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 dumped uh, they let they let Landon Collins go. Yeah. Right. Yep. And they don't even do a a, a franchise tag on him, and then try and ship him or trade him, which yeah. is kind of like what the the Chiefs did with D Ford. They don't even they don't even do that. They just let him walk. They get they get uh, you know compensation for it and picks. So it's like, are we trying to contend now? Because if you're if you're if you're trying to win now, you keep Eli because you think he can get you past the hump because he's a veteran. But we're not trying. To, we're we're dumping all the, his his assets. We're we're leaving them. We're 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 sending them wayward. Exactly. What are you we may, doing? Yeah. Exactly. May. And that's that's my thoughts on it. Also, is just like I don't mind. Like you just got to pick your side of the fence. And we see this a lot with NFL teams because I think it sometimes bringing in a new coach kind of contradicts like the direction that the franchise is heading. Like the new coach mm-hmm. is trying to win now and doing whatever he can, like mortgage the future to try to get victories. Now, like the worst thing that's going to happen to this Giants team is, you know, I think I, I was talking about it to you uh, earlier, just kind of offline. It was just like, you know, the Giants accidentally go eight and eight or nine and seven this year and give like Eli Manning. I mean, I can't, I can't fucking picture it, but let's say Eli right. Manning has kind of, he has been a little bit of a roller coaster. Let's say he has like kind of one of his peaks that he does kind of just like going out in a flurry is kind of thing. Do they sign him for another year? Like there's just no plan in action. Like you can't, get away like give away very valuable assets that are win now assets win now players and then also still like sign receivers that you're thinking you're trying to win now like it's just confusing confusing message it's not going to work right and and i just even read today that for all intents and purposes they're not taking a quarterback with the sixth overall pick that's are you fucking kidding me no, they're like this they is breaking. Have, this have, is MA breaking news. This is this is, yes, this is this is me reading this as of like two hours ago, if that, that they have not scouted uh, Dwayne Haskins, which means they don't even think that they're going to be in the Kyler Murray, and that they're heavily looking at a defensive player, which is fine. It's this 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 draft is loaded yeah. with excellent defensive players, but again, it's just part and parcel with you've got Saquon Barkley. And he's gonna see ten. He's gonna see all eleven in the box because they're not afraid of anyone else on the outside. And and, yeah. and I just don't know. Like Eli's just not gonna get it. And even if they do, you know, even if they do play above their heads and and go like seven and nine or eight and eight, what is that a playoff spot? And is, it's, is it's, Eli it's, gonna be there for the next four years? Two exactly. Years? No, it's, he's it's, not. It's not. Do you think there's a long term plan for the New York Giants to get a quarterback next year? Like what? Like what is it? Right, and then and then Saquon is in the in his third year, and you're going to have yeah. to to make a huge decision on him, yeah. depending on and, and I mean he had, oh, shit, it was like eighty or ninety catches, not 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 including his his run touches, like yeah. his volume is just it, you cannot you cannot hit that three fifty four hundred touch count for a running back as as godly as they are, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to bear out to be a long commitment from that player yeah exactly you know, and, I, and i think that's what we're going to see this year right like he's going to get an insane and then we're going to hit that conversation again on hitting that kind of that critical mass of touches do you have like a mm-hmm. massive drop off and we're talking about like one of the most talented players in the league at the position and please dog ear this i want to talk to you about value of running back i don't want to forget yes. to talk that i imagine yes. we'll get to it chomping at the bit to talk about <laughs> running backs <laughs> But yeah, it's just like uh, it's like all of a sudden I don't, you get like three, four years in, and you're like you have all these touches underneath your belt, and you're just kind of not the same player. Yeah, and they gotta and they gotta pay a lot of money for them, and they gotta pay a yeah. lot of money for them. Here's another thing. Here's just one, just one, just I- indicative of the question mark of Dave 
Gettleman in New York. So I don't know if you can remember Corey Coleman. He's a wide receiver. He was drafted a couple years ago by yeah. the Browns, actually, in the first round, cut, uh, picked up by the Bills, cut, picked up by the Patriots, cut, was on the practice squad. So they had to basically they could do a, a first-round tender, an original tender, or no tender at all. And basically what that meant is if any other tra- team tried to s- trade for them, or sign him, they get a, a that pick equivalent, which Corey Coleman was a first rounder. So they did original round tender. No one's going to sign this guy. They give him the original round tender, but what that means is they have to spend two uh, two point like oh five, so like two million and fifty thousand dollars on this player. That makes him the eleventh highest player paid player on their roster, and he's been on four teams in five years. So I get it, like. You're trying to get that first round value if someone goes and tries and is going to pay three million bucks for him, but no one's going to do it because he was yeah. walking around the street six months ago. Yeah. So Dave Gettleman, why are you spending that money? I guess it's just a one year deal, but it's it's foolhardy. It's just it's and the only the only thing that I could think of is is that um, he did it because his, his agent is David Mugaletta, which is this young up and coming person from Athletes First, which is an agency that's. I got a ton of players. Landon Collins is actually uh, a Dave Mugaletta uh, 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 r- uh, rostered player. And that's the only reason why I can make sense of it. But he's gonna he, Gettleman takes so much heat for this that it's like, why? What what's what good is it other than just garnering some sort of relationship with the agent that clearly doesn't seem like it's going to bear out because you didn't get anything in return for Landon Collins? Yeah, yeah. Pod me tender, bro. Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so real fast, uh, who won free agency? Um, I really like the Browns. Obviously, they're they're yeah. going to be the darling. They got OBJ, uh, Olivia Vernon. They got Kareem Hunt for eight games. I want to talk about this. Um, can I can I get cute real fast? Let me get cute. Get Do my Brandana cute. cute answer. To me, who won was the Dallas Cowboys, just because Ooh. how weak the NFC East got. Like you look at right. that big like Landon Collins, yeah, great player. That's a a lot of money for a team that yeah, like yeah. doesn't have an answer at quarterback and already has cap space issues that we talked about, I think, on previous pods with uh, what mm-hmm. they're going to do with quarterback with how much money they have. Uh, the New York Giants, um, obviously, wouldn't have to sell you if you've ever turned a TV on. You know, they're in <laughs> in trouble. And then, right. uh, yeah, I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles, like, I don't, you know, they ship away like Big Dick Nick, who's like made yeah. a lot of things happen in their last two runs. And it's just, it'll be interesting to see, like, I don't, like, if this, and it's, their quarterback's not overrated, but it was like that was kind of a safety net. To lose that is, what be, be yeah. Fun. And it's one of those things where it definitely in that locker room there was a little rumblings about uh, Carson Wentz's, um, I guess, attitude in the locker room. There was a lot of uh, guys that were kind of questioning his leadership ability. Dudes loved themselves some some BDE, mm. some big mm. stick Nick, um, <laughs> oh, like and so stick. yeah. And then, or uh, well, the Eagles, they brought back uh, Deshaun Jackson, so they gave him a deep threat. But they, yeah, they really haven't done much. Um, I also really like, obviously, uh, unfortunately, in our in our division, uh, Green Bay. I like some of the defensive moves that they did with uh, Amos, the safety from Chicago, Ooh. Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith on the edge. Look out, Kirk Cousins. Look out, Matt Stafford. We got right, some pass rushers. Right. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> he, has, he has no problem throwing an INT to avoid that. All right, right, brother, I didn't want to take you off the Cleveland Browns. Let's talk about them. Is this the favorite to win the AFC North right now? Ooh, I would have to say so, right? With I the, think with so, the, right, bro? Uh, like, first off, 
little little tip of the of the map to you there, sir. On, uh, oh, I'm blushing. <laughs> exactly on our on our in early on the Cleveland Browns, right? We last year when we were <laughs> yeah, talking we're about Cleveland it, Browns, we, we were like eight and eight. Yeah, <laughs> eight and eight, and they went seven, eight, and one. It had an upper than that that week one uh, shit show. We would have been uh, calling our shot as calling we have many times, but. Um, but yes, I'm loving this, and so you got the dis- dysfunction in in Pittsburgh, yeah. which also had a pretty shitty off season as well. Well, do you Very do you remember paralleled like, to New York? Do you remember like anything, like having a like top three running back and top three receiver, and arguably like if you played last year, like the number one running back and like you know maybe number one receiver at least at, like at a point of their career, and then just like letting those players go. Is this this is unparalleled, right? Yeah, and they let Antonio Brown for the to the Raiders, yeah. which for a, a third round pick and a fifth round pick, so number sixty six and sixty six and one forty two overall. <sighs> which, if you look at that trade chart, Jimmy Johnson, I know, I know you love that chart, brother. You love it. You're such that a chart. chart. Man. Oh, and I found I found that other guy. It's Chase Stewart. He's got the other one, the advanced <laughs> metrics dug one. Dug it up. Awesome. I've dug it up. So it's equivalent to depending on Chase Stewart, it's like a high. Second round pick or Jimmy Johnson's value charts like a low second round pick. So they basically got a second round pick out of that value wise. And that's it. That's all they got for him. Insane. Obviously, Le'Veon, they got nothing for. And they were pretty quiet in, and aside from their GM fracturing the locker yeah, room. And that, I don't like the hubris of Pittsburgh. Like Pittsburgh acting yeah. like this is like a good move. Not the city of Pittsburgh, but just the team. And I think it's Ben Roethlisberger mm. attitude. And I hope we get like a little Pitt, bit. Pittsburgh is like Philly's cousin to me, so I'm with <laughs> I, you. I feel you, brother. I was there. Like yeah. I, I would like a little bit more insight on just like how, like how much of an asshole is Ben Roethlisberger? That's my hot question. How big of an asshole yeah. are you? Like I you know obviously he does those radio shows and there is like throwing under the bus, which is like an obvious thing you can get like record of. But it's I is he just legit like not a team player or thinking he's doing it all? Yeah, I think that dude. Oh, that dude's probably got a big old ego, and uh, and he has well, a big old I mean, his, face, his, big face, big old fat, big fat face. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, his off the field stuff is horrific. He's a douche. Let's just let's just. He's oh, a you're dick. calling he's it? A oh, bow, 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 bow. Yeah, yeah, hot yeah. take. You may make it a call. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a dickwad. There's no question about it. Whoa, and, and that's an upgrade. I know. Douche to dickwad. We're going to end with this, him, him being a motherfucker by the end of this. Wow. The the Steelers are just, they're terrible. Or they're, I don't know if they're going to be terrible, but I just don't know. I just don't know how they're going to contend. The Ravens have had a few upgrades. Yeah. But the Cleveland Browns, back to, back to let's talk about what we love. Okay. Which are they Cleveland love Browns. the Browns. Yeah. Baker Mabfield. Let's keep it positive. Making me feel good inside. Keep it positive. Yeah, exactly. That's what we came here for. Let's yeah. talk about the good stuff. I, I'm just I'm I'm all in I'm all in on the on the Browns. It's a this it's a sad. lot it's a lot of fun. So you're giving your I mean this is this is textbook right? Like you're giving right. a young quarterback weapons. It's just like right. all right, you want to make a run. You know we we can afford to keep you around right now. You talk a big game. You have a big swagger. Here you go. Make shit happen. And yeah. it's like it's yeah. gonna they they already had like a good running back added to their running back base with like Cream Hunt. I know mm-hmm. he's like a suspension, but like second half of the season. And his division's getting weaker as they go. Like, is this I don't get is this an eleven and five team? Ooh. Oh, we're doing it early, bro. We're doing it I early. Know. I I don't have we even oh. seen I I don't know what their schedule looks like. I don't know who they play, but fuck it. Let's get in <laughs> eleven and five. I like it. I like it. No worse than ten and six. I don't think it's just like it lists 
so as much as I, I I don't try to shit on wide receivers like you know it's it's a main part of the game. It's really fun to watch, and they do right. If you're pulling attention, then that's opening up other opportunities. So it's just like, mm-hmm. regardless, that's a great addition with the OBJ because it's just like there's got to be a lot of attention there, like going right now. So like, open up the run game and just like a lot of op. Yeah, and and Nick Chubb, and you've got Kareem Hunt, David yep. Njoku. I mean, there's some weapons on there, and defensively they and can don't get sleep after. on Landry. I mean, don't sleep on Landry. Did Landry just go to oh. like a WR two that's going to get the second best corner in your team? Oh yeah, exactly. Juice, juice. <laughs> juice he baby. is juice. bringing it. He is oh man, it. okay. Right. Oh god, I gotta go okay. back. I gotta See, go back and watch now, it. <laughs> is now at thirteen and three too too low now? <laughs> Can you? I just quick get, hit the highlights of his. Didn't he had that uh, the locker room talk or just like the the preseason oh, the, talk to all the receivers about not being fucking injured? A lot of f bombs. Yeah, yeah, a lot of f bombs. Yeah, I gotta find that. But I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, who else did I like from? Obviously, I think Oakland. Did pretty good. I like they're they're we were not high on David Carr as a quarterback, but they're giving him some weapons. Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams is an underrated underrated wide receiver. JJ Nelson is some speed. Um, I think they're advancing the ball in the right direction. Are they going to contend for the AFC West? Probably not, but they're making no. right moves. Yeah. Well, here's my question with the Raiders: is I still don't know what they're doing at quarterback. Like, what's the call? Yeah. I guess am, am I just letting the? I mean, we're Gruden, who you know, had the ESPN thing of just like whatever, like mm-hmm. like Gruden doing the the quarterback quarterback camp or whatever. It's just he seems to be obsessed with the position. It came out very early last season that he was down on Carr, not interested in Carr, want to move on from Carr. They were middling, doing about probably I, I think they they were a little behind expectations starting out, but then they came probably mm-hmm. back up to just kind of tread water by the end of the season. Like if it seems to me his t- his ten year plan going into year two of his ten year plan, like right. where are we going to be? Is this like is this just kind of a stopgap year or are they really trying to make a run, make a move? Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be a little bit of a stopgap, but I think they're going to give them all the options offensively and give him the best opportunity to be successful. I mean, he did up until he broke his tibia. Now I guess two and a half, three years ago almost. Mm-hmm. Um, he was looking like an MVP candidate. Yeah, so, so let's not. I mean. It, maybe he settles somewhere in the middle, right? So yeah. he's not an MVP. He's not in the top. Maybe he, but he's a top 13, 12 quarterback in the league. And maybe with the offensive weapons, his hopes in a, in a ever fluctuating, because um, everyone's going after that New England Patriots crown, and they're not going to hold it for that much longer. No. So can they jump in there and find their way as a wild card spot or even win the AFC West? We'll see. But I think, I think he thinks he's better than most of the quarterbacks that are out there but he doesn't believe that he's the you know the penultimate quarterback that's out there well okay so give me the over under on gruden coaching years 10-year contracts how far does he make it into it before he's bought out it's a good question i think if he hasn't made like serious playoff contentions by year four they, they they'll move on on it i think usually like three four years is kind of the Shit or get off the pot year for, um, I would say, average coaches. Yeah. Uh, maybe even less than that, actually. But because of his history with Oakland and the fact that they did give him such a big deal, it would all, it, it, truth be told, it would also be contingent on what sort of buyout there is sure. um, in that deal. But I would say third or fourth year, then the hot, seats, hot seat comes if he doesn't, uh, if he doesn't win now. 
Yeah, I was going to say he's going to get a little bit of that Jeff Fisher treatment. So that's why I yep. kind of leaned a little bit over that five and a half mark. I put him at six Ooh. years. Okay. I, put him, I put him at six. I think uh, I think a couple playoff appearances, like year four, year five, and then it's just like, and it's kind of like early exits, and they're just like, all right, we can't fuck around anymore. We gotta we gotta right. do something drastic because the the Vegas fans are gonna be right. We're gonna we're gonna pay off that bet in pod two twelve. All right. Well, I think long story short, uh, go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go, go Browns. Browns. I can't wait. Do to we have a little? Days. Oh, 11 and 5. I'm, I'm really liking. But well, I was going to say, do, it, buddy. do we have time? Do we have time in this segment to, to talk a little bit about our questionable camp? We, we, I mean, we don't, but I can't stop this. I'm a de- there's there's very few times. I watched you show off all like, – basically, like, I watched it all. Like, like college football, I watched you show off. I want to get a little in this. I want a little treat. I am a – I'm a audience. I'm just – I'm not only a pod partner. I am audience as well. I want to hear your questionables. What do you got, brother? My questionables. Okay. So I'm going to go with questionable number one. I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts, primarily because they have a ton of depth needs, right? Yes. But they did very little with their money. They had the, 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 the most amount of cap space in, the, in this free agency and have done basically two deals. I think Devin Funches was one of them. And they, did, they re-signed – or no, three deals. They re-signed Pierre Desir. Uh, their corner and Magnus Hunt, their defensive end, for very paltry numbers, which is fine. But like, I'm not asking them to do splashy moves. But yeah. former GMs talk about this a lot. Mike Lombardi talks this, about this a lot, called guard your desk mentality. And it feels a little guard your desk. Like we did okay. We've got all this money. Let's not go out and do anything. And we'll just, we'll just kind of hopefully we'll just rekindle last but, year. Yeah, it seemed I, I very mean, passive to me. It is, but but I do like, I'd rather see than as opposed to the Jets that are just signing and spending money for the sake of spending money. Like, I, I like this kind of sure. move of just like, like staying quiet, like stay the course. It's like, they like what they saw last year. They're moving in the right direction. They're trending up. I like moves sure. that like, sure. like they put themselves in a position to make a move when they need it. And maybe like, let's be honest, like let's see Maybe they're just like, let's get this draft class in. Like, maybe we don't know our needs. Let's get the new young guys in. They kind of rebuilt that offensive line, looking a lot better. They have, you know, arguably a healthy, if he's healthy, top five quarterback in the league. I think they're set up for success. Yeah, I agree. And I think they they have interior defensive lineman needs, wide receiver, safety, cornerback, linebacker edge i mean defensively they still need to improve and there's sure. some guys out there now maybe they were in on all those deals and they just didn't want to spend the money but or or didn't think there was the value and we didn't win it out oh yes yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a good point i mean that's and, possible but, but it is one of those things where it's like you got the cap money you got it there i i i'm firmly under the, the belief like you have a plan you go and do what you execute your plan but at the same time like let's not be so cautious with cap space because like you said, before you know it, that window's gone. That window comes and goes very quickly. So, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'll I, be interested to see as it closes out who on those, like, veteran free agency deals. Like, do they bring in a Ziggy Ansah for, like, a cheap, like, one-year, $8 million thing, kind of like they did with Ebron last year or some of the other kind of, like, savvy moves. So, I'm okay with that, but it's just – that's why that's why it's questionable. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's sure. good. Yeah. But no, I'm just looking record. at you going, what's, yeah. what's going on over here? I like this. Um, my, I, I love this slow burn. Go ahead. Who do you got? Yeah, and and, and uh, my my other team. This is for our our audience out there. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh. 
Obviously, oh, I like when you killed, adjust but... the mic. I knew you were saying something big. You were adjusting the mic. I was just like, here it comes. I know. I grabbed here the mic. Go. and like, oh, <laughs> brace yourself. Everyone, pot, get your pot holders ready. Obviously, we know Tyreek Hill, the issue with that. So that's an un- unforeseen circumstance. But yeah. the, the question that I have had, had really nothing to do with that. And I know we've seen it on our, our text threads. Everyone's like super amped up about the defensive changes. Well, Kansas City, if 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 I understand, like really invested a lot of draft picks on this three four scheme, and really what it says is they're now just throwing it all away. Get rid of D Ford, get rid of Justin Houston. Obviously, Eric yeah. Berry had injury concerns, so that that makes sense to me. But of the only thing that they did well last year, it was rushing the passer. They led the league fifty two sacks in uh, in last year, and they get rid of basically. 22, 28 sacks. So they get rid of half of that with three players, Alan, Alan ba- Bailey being the third of those. You get half of your pass rush, all for a change of scheme. Is it a scheme issue or is it like a defensive culture issue? And 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 GMs have often talked about culture beating scheme. Culture beats scheme. So yeah. if you have the right culture, you have the right identity, it beats scheme. So that's all fine. So you you get rid of all these players I, I get that just to change your scheme, and, and I would I would I would put a, a question mark even on that because your two edge rushers that you got edge rusher edge rushers D four Justin Houston are ever more flexible in scheme because they're single facets they're rush the passer they get after it so is it standing up or putting your hand in the ground there's there's a little difference it's all about blend bending and getting to the quarterback so that being said then we go okay we're we're gonna get Steve Spagnuolo in here. We're going to get Matt House from Kentucky. Great. So we're betting on his culture and his scheme. But is is Spagnola going to be the the end-all, be-all? I mean, if you just look at the points against for Spagnola defenses, let's start in 2007 when he was with the Giants, 17th in the league, so average. 2008, he was fifth. That's great. Then he is a head coach with the Rams, 2009, 31st. 2010, 12th. 2011, 26th. Then he comes back to the Giants on 2012. He was the 31st, 2015, 30th, 2016, 2nd, and 2017, 31st. So I have a lot more uh, below-average defenses than I do above-average defenses in that span as him as a defensive coordinator. So you're banking on his culture? Because I, I don't know if I see it in the scheme. You know yeah, what I so mean? You gotta, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, brother. You got to kind of like blow it up. Obviously, like no one was talking about the Chiefs' defense last year. Uh, I mean, it right. turned on a little bit against the Patriots thing. Obviously, like a big gap. They feel very excited about their, you know, their young quarterback as they should. Sure. Uh, and it's yeah. just like, are they going to give him something on the? What's that young quarterback's name? I don't know what his name. Is. Who have we ever heard of him before? Oh God, what was it Patrick Ma- Mab Holmes? God, it's Patrick Mab Holmes. Mab Holmes. Oh yeah, that's that's Patrick Mahomes. I can't. I can't remember. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, sweet buddy, uh, any last kind of quick questionables that you want to put up on the board? Uh, I mean, obviously, we talked about you touched on the Jets spending a lot of money yep. on Mosley, who is injured all last year. Le'Veon Bell, um, yeah. I'll do Titans. Le'Veon Bell could just be a, could just be a loser in himself on that. Like, you're never going to convince me that leaving fourteen and a half million dollars on the table is uh, is a good is a good yeah, deal. You know, in, in a running back's lifespan, I, I know, and we can't like ah, oh, it's so hard. I want to dive into this too. Let's uh, dog ear, but it's just like. 
running back. The, I, I think the value of a running back changed. I, you and I had talked about it. I think you know it was in our yeah. orbit, but just it changed before our eyes. And Le'Veon Bell was almost like the proponent to his own demise on just like right. I mean not demise like he still got a fine contract, but now like I really think you can see like a little bit more plug and play at running back, and that's the attitude that's being taken. All right, right guys, right. Uh, let's jump into it. We got to move on. That is a healthy rip from the headlines. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into MAMA parenting tips. It's back, people. Mm-hmm. Bring us to the jam. All right, MAMA parenting tip. Uh, college bribe scandal. Mm. Ooh, mm. man, you're keeping it topical, brother. What are you thinking? And good to have you back in the dad realm. Put a little dad hat on. That's right. Exactly, exactly. I woke up from my slumber. Here I am, folks, <laughs> talking about <laughs> parents bribing people to get their kids in college. Rick Singer, enemy of the pod, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> he runs Edge College and Career Network. For those of you who don't know, the FBI just came down and indicted 50 people in a college bribery scandal that had uh, – uh, universities involved, Yale, USC, Stanford, UCLA, San Diego. Like, who's bribing anyone to get in the University of San Diego? <laughs> yes, just uh, move yeah. to San Diego. There you go. You're yeah, right. exactly. All right, you're there. Texas, Wake Forest, Georgetown. So some elite colleges and everything like that. And uh, headliners of that were Laura Laughlin, the beautiful mm. Laura Laughlin, mm. Felicity Huffman, the beautiful Felicity Huffman, too. Don't want to discriminate. Manuel Enriquez, who was like a hedge fund guy, and a couple other wealthy celebs, executives, and attorneys on there. So basically what they were doing was this Rick Singer douche was paying uh, college coaches to falsify like athletic scholarships, which I'm, it just blows my mind. Um, I don't get it. This, was, guy was co- this guy was coming in as like – under what like pretense like he's just like an agent and he's just like is just is he the middleman on just trying to get like talk people into forging this shit like are the coaches getting in trouble like these guys are just like yeah they were on our crew team yeah yeah i think they're lower tier like coaches too i think they're like assistants and some other things like that like and he's just coming up there and just you know it's quid pro quo i mean it is I will pay lots of money to get these people on here. Here's how you're going to be insulated from, you know, uh, review on these types of things. We're going to create Gross. false player profiles. You know, it's really it, it really shows an underbelly of, of what it is. And then um, also paying other kids to take tests for them, right? So taking AP classes to kind of boost these kids' academic records and then even – and, and, and even paying off proctors to just change score answers after the fact for, you know, SATs and ACTs. And so it, and it's just it's just a all encompassing. Let's create a position or a profile that is undeniable to these universities who just look at it as sheets of paper. Obviously, they can't do face to face interviews or do thorough background checks on any of this stuff. So let's look at it as one sheet and they hit all of our, our, our metrics for ad- admission. And then uh, top off some, you know, well-placed donations here and there. And our kids are in. And 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 the saddest thing, I mean, obviously this guy is um, this guy is a predator and this guy is out here doing this. But the 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 other side of it is I'm I'm glad to see that some of these parents, 33 parents of those 50, are indicted in this in this FBI yeah. thing. Yeah. And and I I was watching television the other night. And I tend to agree with it. Dr. Drew was on there talking about 
you know, the problem is, is basically it's, it's narcissism. It's narcissism on the, on the side of the parents. Yeah. It's helicopter parents. Cause we're who, not saying that, we're not saying these kids couldn't get in of their own volition. Right. Like it's uh, right. There's no way to tell. I mean, maybe yeah. they could, maybe they couldn't, but yes, there's no, there's no way to tell that. And, um, these, these parents basically, the way it is is that it's their own personal narcissism that they they can't accept their kids whatever their their kids level is whatever they can get in or couldn't get into they can't accept that so they're willing to beg borrow steal cheat bribe however because it's not a reflection of their kids it's a reflection of them and so yeah. if if, it, if their kids don't meet this level or this standard into which i've attained then it's somehow it's a negative reflection on me as a parent and maybe there's some parent guilt maybe there's some mom guilt some dad guilt for maybe because i climbed the mountaintop of a hedge fund i wasn't i was working 80 hours a week and so maybe i feel guilty yeah, um, yeah. That's a good if point. they've ever listened to it if they've ever listened to an mama parenting tip they know that like you know, it's not all, you know, obviously you need to spend time. You need quality time, but yeah. you also need to let your kids fail. Attention buckets, you know, baby. Lori, attention bucket, baby. Lori Laughlin never said tough stuff mm. to her kids, you know, because <laughs> she never let stuff. them fail. I'm sorry. Was she at a rest stop and then a, a thing went off and Commissette 2.0 just kind of like lost her mind and you handled the meltdown? No, Lori Laughlin didn't no. do that. MA no, did. did. That's my boy. <laughs> and so, and so, I mean, it's just, it's upsetting all the way around, but. You know, to the helicopter parents that are out there that are listening to this, or any of the parents out there, I mean, you've got to let your the lesson of this is you got to let your kids figure it out on their own. You're not helping them out at all. And I would say even to the to the kids who, and if you're one of those kids out there that that didn't get into Yale or USC or didn't get into a school that you wanted to, that sucks. And if it's it's if it happened because someone cheated to get there or bribed their way in there was that was less than less deserving. That sucks, but you know what? It's not the end of the world. It's not even it's not even the end all be all of what's going on. It's just the start of your life. Hope springs eternal and hopefully your spring credits can transfer later on down the road because if you didn't get into the school that you like this this time around, guess what? You can transfer. Well, if you that's, still you're, desire you're, to go to a USC or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're inspiring as fuck, bro. I was gonna ask your take on this and just being, you know, a father of three, like is the value of college lessening? Or are you still oh. like Commissette comes to you like when she's like 16 or whatever, like, uh, you know, sophomore in high school, she's not thinking about college. Is that crazy? It's not totally crazy because we, we live, although I would want her to go. So here's the thing. I mean, I think colleges are ever lessening on their, they're teaching people more on how to think and less how to think critically, which I think is a scary thing place that we're at yeah um and then i also would say that the debt to what you benefit out of it unless you're going to be a doctor a lawyer or something that needs an advanced degree to get there it yeah. doesn't make a lot of sense and especially when you look at the, the price tag that comes with it yep. right yeah and that's a scary thing that that is really going to be a tipping point because i do think that there is value in a kid going to to, to school but I also like I also don't want to sit there and make it sound like it's the end-all be-all for these kids because there's many there's many different ways to success and I also want to touch back on some of these parents that these helicopter parents too like yeah buddy it, it, you know the we all think about like oh well they're getting a leg up and they're privileged and and their their parents yes this is true and and everyone in your life if you're listening to this 
there's someone uh, uh, that had more opportunity and more uh, more uh, you know just advantages than you did, and there are people that are below your station. Yep. So always realize that you're somewhere in the middle. There's very few people that are out there that are at the very bottom rung, and if those if those are Guess what? It, there's still an opportunity for them to go out there, even if their parents aren't Lori Laughlin or, or Felicity Huffman and can't pay their way to get in there. But we don't think about these kids, and this is the other thing: is these kids that are in there, like I, I fear, I, I, I worry for them and some of these p- p- kids of helicopter parents because, like, we we value money and success and prestige and all these other things, but we don't actually look at happiness and satisfaction which almost can be evaluated in two separate measures right because if i was to if i was to say to you brandana if i was giving you a car or a toy or something you might look at it and go this is awesome but if it breaks i didn't pay for it i didn't work for it i didn't get it whatever Mm -hmm. and then if if you were to earn that car or you're earn that toy or to earn that degree or you're to fight to get to wherever you want the satisfaction level is so much more greater and your self-esteem is so much more greater. So imagine living in a helicopter parent like Lori Laughlin's kids or Felicity Huffman's kids and then basically none of your accomplishments, nothing that you've done is your own. Like what kind of void when you're in that 30, 40, because that's our goal as parents, to make to make these kids, you know, members of society. What sort of like, what sort of personal self-esteem and satisfaction or do they know that quietly they're a fraud? You know what I mean? And like, what's, yeah. what kind of impact is that going to have? And so I feel bad for those kids. Yeah, I look back at it. It's like, it's not, and I think, I don't know, like, as much shit as I usually give, you know, social media and everything, and I totally still stand behind that, like, mm-hmm. the the ire is kind of in the right place. Because I don't, like, no one's blaming the kids. And how, like, can you? It's just like, right. you know, there's, there's no shot for it. There's no, like, jealousy. It's just like, oh, I wish my parents paid, like, $500,000 for me to go to college. It's just like, these kids, I mean, I, I, they weren't co-conspirators. You know, they're just trying to, like, live their life. Like, yeah, sure, like, Lloyd Laughlin's daughter is, like, trying to be, like, a YouTube sensation or what. I mean, that's within her realm of, like, rights and her passions is what she want to do. Like, she can do that. And it's just, like, these mm-hmm. parents mm-hmm. have just – I don't know. Like, and it, I think you bring up a great point. And to me, like, I now I'm kind of zoned in on it's, it's laziness. It's a little, like, guilt factor. It's why, like, I didn't spend the time, like, coaching my kid or just, like, making them feel, like – put them in the right place to succeed it's just kind of like after the fact it's just like oh like i can use my celebrity like my cash or whatever mm-hmm. to like just will these kids into wherever they want to do because that's that's a lot easier and a lot like knee-jerk reaction than it is to put in the mm-hmm. time and be like what's your goals you know when you're in eighth grade right like, what's your goals where you want to be let's work this out mm-hmm. let's let's hone it because like all these kids are like they're, they're capable of getting to like, like some of these like in-state schools like you can get to USC, like you can get to the University of San Diego. Like this isn't like insanity, right. right? Yeah, and it's one of those things where you're right. It's like if you don't want to study because you're you're you just don't want to know what kid wants to study. Fine, then then you just won't have the opportunities. But instead, they go, well, we'll just get a tutor, or we'll just do this, yeah. or we'll just we'll basically force feed it to you. And, you know, like, I mean, that's that, the craziest thing about, like, you just brought up with Lori Laughlin's daughter. Like, she wants to be a YouTube star. So what exactly. do we go through all this effort for? She didn't need yeah. to do that. Yeah. You know? what, what, and, what, um, are we, what are we spending this $500,000 on? 
Yeah, exactly. And and uh, and and this is the other thing that I want to talk about is to those parents and those kids that are out there that are looking at this going, this is another thing where we got fucked or we got the short end of the stick or I don't have I'm not Lori Laughlin. I, I wasn't on Fuller Fuller House. I don't have those kind of uh, those contacts. I don't got I don't got Dave Coulier in my back pocket. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, was, yeah. I, I want to talk to those parents. Right. Because it's not it's not the end of the world. It sucks. And like to the, the people like. I'm not a big fan of the the class action lawsuits, and I would say like to the parents, like just chill, it's okay. Because yeah. if I didn't get into that school, it doesn't stop my progress. That's not the end. My 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 career, my life is not pre preordained by me getting into Texas or Wake Forest or Georgetown. And 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 I think if you are, we talked about satisfaction and happiness. But I also wanted to to put this out there to our parents that just just so we have the understanding, like obviously wealth is is kind of the underlining rooting of like how are they going to get you know they don't get to go to a good school how are they going to get a good job how are they going to make money well it's not just about money and wealth and the elite keeping the elite like if if you were to there was a study out there that talked about millionaires in in this country and. It's it's kind of amazing to me that that a very few percentage of, of millionaires actually inherited their money, and most of them went out there and, and self-made and earned it. In fact, it's 21% of millionaires inherited any money. That's like a dollar, five dollars, or anything. 16% of millionaires inherited a hundred thousand, and only three percent inherited um, uh, more than a million dollars, or a million dollars or more. Wow! And of millionaire, and yeah, Good and most stat, people bro. think like. Yeah, the the conception is is that money is that the, this this that the, there's uh, this money is is out there and and it's we can't get any of it because it's 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 held onto by others and and to some point maybe there's some some truth to some of that in the uber uber elite, but you know what? Like tell that to Mark Cuban, tell that to a lot of these self made guys that went to Indiana didn't even fucking finish and went out there. They the, we live in an, an environment where we have the equality of of opportunity a lot of times to go out there and figure out and make your own way. And it doesn't just have to come from dad. Here's the other thing, too, that, that I found was interesting. Um, I tried to look up the stat. I think it's like either between 50 or 60%. So this is a little bit on this, you know, but it's somewhere in there. 50 or 60% of, the, of millionaires never had a six-figure income. So what does that mean? That, that comes from discipline and, and focus on our, our, that's, our, that's our income. That's wild. Yeah. yeah, and it's one and it's one of those things because it's it's saving, it's discipline, it's the you know so so wealth creation is not is not indicative of, of where I go to school. It's not you yeah. know yeah I guess if I go yeah. to Yale I can open up a lot of opportunities, but you know what I, I went to Central Michigan. I, I was a terrible student. I'm doing okay. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Doctor Mrs. The Commish is a doctor. She's doing she's doing well too. There's different roads to success, and uh, and she had a path and a dream, and she went after it and 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 fought for it. And the point of the matter is, is that, you know, don't sit there and look at this as as your this is like if I don't get in here, then it's over. It's actually I don't even want to call it the starting point. It's just a, that step on on your next journey, and it's one of those things where we can't put so much stake into where we're getting this in because. If we train our kids right, if we coach them up right, if we give them the understanding of how to work for something and achieve it and have happiness and satisfaction and to take not look for something that infuses them with passion, but bring passion to what they do and everything that they do. Guess what? They're going to be okay. So it doesn't matter if they go to a JUCO and then go out and go into the real world. If they if they bring that hustle and they bring that 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 grit that you coached them up with, they're going to be fine. 
They're going to be fine. So fucking let them pay $500,000 to get my kid in on a crew scholarship because my kid, when they're at that point, will be happier, more successful, and satiated with their goals in life. Fucking awesome, brother. I went to KU, six hours short of a degree, and I have my own fucking podcast. Look at me. It's high new, motherfucker. Take Boom, us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. All right, Neapolitan Showdown. What started out as rank some fucking ice cream flavors that turned into this. We're keeping it topical. We're going to stay on point. We're going to top. We're going to talk top three worst things about college. Uh, I think you had the win last week, brother. Yeah? Take the ball out. I did. I did. I'm going to take the ball out. Ooh, I started really ranting on college, and then I just got into the Neapolitan on this. And so, yeah. uh, <laughs> you going to walk some of that I, shit I, back I, now? <laughs> ooh, yeah, the console bracket. The console bracket is deep. <laughs> it's healthy. Um, but I'm going to go with number. I'm going to go with my number three, and this is super annoying to me um, because yeah. I went to, like I said, Central Michigan. What up? Fire up chips. Um, Let's go. College Chip. parking. College parking is oh, my number three. Oh, that's good. That's a deep end. That's nice. College. Yeah. Because you got expensive fucking parking passes. You have limited yeah. parking spots. Central has it's, like a It's ter- exploitative, right? It's exploitative. It's just like they give you – like we had a runoff parking lot, and it's just like you got to pay all this, and they, they oversell it, and you have to just park yeah. in like another – it's bullshit. Yeah, and then and then the fucking parking restrictions that are surround it, like this lot can't be on this time frame, and the parking tickets. Woof. I was in L.A. and would get like seventy five dollar parking tickets, but you know what? It was like a it was a break from Central Michigan's parking tickets policies. I mean, they were expensive for a. Oh really? Time. I was I was about to I was about to score it right now, and I was going to say twenty five dollar or twenty five points for twenty five dollar parking ticket. More expensive than that. Well, it might be all relative because I don't know. So maybe I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm paying for this, but it felt like it felt like no, no. Albatross. Well, exactly. You're right. Relative, it was like a percentage of your income, like a $25 yeah. parking ticket in college. Um, it's like a thousand dollars. Exactly. We'll get to that. Okay, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna start at the bottom tier. I'm gonna do potluck roommates. Like, what the fuck? This is your first time going out on your own into the world. You yes. like your your only experience is living with your parents in a house you know. Uh, all of a sudden. All you have is your Dave Matthews poster and then your compact Losario. <laughs> and then, like, a fucking stranger walks in. He's like, I'm going to put my computer over here and I'm going to put up my corn poster right here. And then we're just going to live together in this room. We're going to sleep next to strangers yeah. in fucking bunk beds. It's insane. It's crazy. Oh, this is great. This reminds me uh, freshman year, we got the breakdown of who's going to be our rooms. We had uh, a four person room in there. And uh, I had this kid, and I was like, oh, he, Jeremy French. He's from Breckenridge. I was like, this is going to be – he's going to be a snowboarder or surfer. This guy's going to be awesome. No, <laughs> yeah. no, Breckenridge, Michigan, real – maybe I shouldn't say his whole name on the podcast. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> I'll edit it out. Um, no, we had a fire. Edit, yeah, out. exactly. Beep, beep. Well, his middle name was Thor, which was amazing. <laughs> You're like, uh, maybe I should say his full name, and then you just drop the middle name. You're going to do the social security <laughs> number next, brother. What's up? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but he walked in, and he was like, ooh, he was from the sticks. He was from the uh, from the boondoggle of, of Michigan. Again, and it's like, oh, who am I living with right now? This is a this is an interesting moment. Yeah, it's 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 just totally bizarre, like how open this is. And you know, like I have a hot take on the like the fact we eat in front of each other, but it's just like really weird. Like you're just like, how much are we vetting these kids? Unless you're Lori Laughlin and paying like five hundred thousand dollars to get them into KU, like the fast track is just like it's a fucking nineteen year old stranger that got into like a 
a state school and then like I just I share a room with him. It's nuts. It's bizarre. All right, I'm gonna right, do, exactly. I'm gonna give you uh, I'm gonna give you 25 points for that 25 dollar parking ticket you're talking about. I yeah. really like mine. Uh, you had to stay a total of 180 days per semester with him, so that's 180 to 25. Number two, what do you got? I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with uh, that Monday, Wednesday, Friday 8 a.m. class, and I'm talking about in particular that Friday after the Thursday night drink special. That's mm. a rough class. That's a rough class to get mm. to. Yeah, that's a, that's good. Like ever, like I definitely had the reputation of. There was a point when I showed up to class and people were like, "Who are you?" Right, like right. on that Friday morning class, Did you walked <laughs> into the wrong class. Yeah, and it was just like that class had been going on for like a couple months. I just I can't believe how much I were you. So my big thing is like I got over ambitious. I was just like, all right, how do I pack all the shit in? And I was just like, I'll just get an early jump on it, motherfuckers. I'll just do an early start. <laughs> Boom, hack Hackville. But like what wasn't in that brain was like the Wednesday night like. I'm crushing like Jim Beam like PBR specials, like yes. that just that right, didn't right. shape itself out. Pre, do you remember pre Hangover also? Like when you didn't have hangovers, like you just you felt weird. You didn't remember as well, but you could still get up. I mean, those days are gone. Yeah, oh, those days are eliminated. Yes, because it was all like you know you had the best intentions. First off, just like even registering for the classes, like yeah, getting that 8 a.m. was like. Oh, well, either I, I missed the window, right? We had to call in. We <laughs> yeah. had to call oh, in. Oh, you had to call I in. Remember. I had to wait in fucking line. I don't know which one's worse. Ooh, yeah, both equally bad. And then you have this, like, weird, like, um, like Hunger Games-esque maneuver to try and get the classes that you want. Yep. And then it's like, oh, that class is filled. That class is filled. That teacher's gone. And then you got just, like, this like this book, and you're just, like, scrolling through. And I'm like, uh, I guess it I'll is. take oh, the Oh, that's great. I yeah, you actually – I don't know. That's a great point. Like – there was like you had your set schedule and a backup, but if all that was off the window, like you're not gonna re wait in line or recall. You're just like all of a sudden you're like, uh, it, fucking. I guess I'll take fucking I, sociology too. I don't know. Like give it to me. Like I guess I gotta do right. something with this class. Right, and that was a, and that was a, and that's where that's where you're like, well, fuck it, it'll, it'll work in, and I, yeah, I'll make the sacrifice. Uh, it's eight a.m. on a Friday. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. And then it's like two months in, you're like, do I have a Friday morning class? Yeah. Like I still have those dreams. <laughs> yeah. Like I still have those dreams where I, I have not shown up to that class and they're just like, you need to f- like, you were woefully behind on your credits. You're not going to be able to graduate. Yeah. And I'm, I'm and like this per- perpetual, like I, I, I need to get an A to get a C minus to even like have a hope of passing. Yeah. I remember that. Do you, do you remember the, um, so we were doing the classes where you like, an ad drop, like maybe one class semester where you walked in and then like two classes in, you're just like, fuck this fucking class. I'm dropping this <laughs> ASAP. And you're just like, look at like, <laughs> yeah, you just class, Yeah. Everyone's looking over you while you're not taking notes, taking the test. It's just like, I'm fucking out of here after today. I'll tell you that. Like, walking to the professor, it's just like, I'm dropping. I'm dropping. They're like, what's this? Don't worry about it. Sign the paper. Sign the paper. Sign, right. Sign it. Sign uh, my it. number That's two really is, funny. I'm going to say, uh, being poor. <laughs> yeah, I just like being poor was fucking, and we kind of hit on that with the the parking ticket. It was fucking miserable, and it was just yeah. like, like every purchase, like I'm talking about, like new, like f- Mead five star spiral notebooks was like a fucking like decision 2.0 mm. decision time 2002. Like I was just like, can I afford <laughs> this? Like, can I drop this nine dollars? Like feeling guilty of popping the cafeteria and having like one of the pizzas when you had a meal card, like a, getting like oh, a, like yeah. a pizza hut, personal pan pizza. And it's just like, I got a fucking meal card, but you're out on your own in the world. You're just like, Oh, that's what adults do. Right. I just, I can buy whatever I want. It's just like, no, you really can't. You can't buy jack right. shit. 
I want right, to be clear right, too. Exactly. This is this this is not an anti ramen noodles podcast. This is a pro ramen noodles podcast. Love Got it me then. A lot of hard times. Still loving now. <laughs> like I love that. <laughs> what I didn't like was just like the cut. Shaw's is just like, oh yeah, we're we're going out to party, but I better drink this well vodka here, so I only have to buy two well vodkas at the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing is, is um. Those concessions that you had to make, like, I, I definitely remember, like, well, you mentioned in the dorm rooms, like, you mentioned, like, everyone had, like, they cooked and, like, the microwave stuff and, like, the little yeah. hot plate, yep. Yep. little, like, little boiler to make ramen noodles. Like, what, what is going on? Like, I got to pull out, like, futon and I'm, I'm making a, a, a pot of uh, chicken ramen noodles. This is yeah. weird. Um, yeah, uh, being poor did suck. Although I do think, like, it, it, there is that moment, I will put this out there, is that sweet spot like the best thing about college i will say this is that like like pre-high school or oh wait wait next school, wait i want to cut you off most awesome maybe next week we do the top three things about college we'll do a back-to-back Ooh, okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah back-to-back yeah, yeah. save okay. for the next spot right. save for the exactly. next spot exactly right. save for the next spot okay right. what do you guys right. add your top um, spot bro how do you score that by the way you didn't even score it oh uh, yeah we gotta pick it uh i'm gonna do uh uh, being poor, ramen noodles were uh, still a healthy sixty nine cents, pushing me up. <laughs> and then uh, you had the what was your number two, bro? Friday eight a.m. classes. Friday eight a.m. All right, that's so that's uh, this would just give an eight for eight a.m. I, I don't know, I'm, I'm crushing it. I, what do you want to say? You're crushing it. You are okay. Yeah. Ooh. So I got I got to dig deep here. I got to dig yeah. deep. It's, it's it's a it's a here. two it's a two forty nine to a thirty three. Oh, this is not this is I know not the a score. Deadbeat. I know the score. I know the score. All right. All I got to right. go to Hail Mary. Yeah. Gotta go Hail Mary. Um I am gonna go with professors that record their fucking lectures and then just play them back to you. Hey, you wanna Ooh. talk about being poor? Did you have this? I had this. Ooh, what? This what? No, I'm fascinated. Bullshit. What is it? They don't yeah. even show up for this the is class? They, no, they showed up to press the play button on the VCR or the Are you kidding me? Is that a real thing? That, oh, this is a legit real thing especially in those core like those 101 courses i had i had a a broadcast and cinematic arts teacher who had came in recorded all of his lectures so it's like i did this once this is all your guys gonna get press play boom and it's like you know what i didn't pay like i don't know what it is like 285 dollars a credit hour wow to fucking come in here yeah and watch you i'm making that number up i have no idea i have no recollection of what it sounds close it sounds accurate (laughs) yeah but I didn't do that. I didn't pay that for you to come up here and fucking coast and press play because you recorded it in your fucking office hours back in, uh, you know, 1984. Like, come on now. Like, this is bullshit. And 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 pr- professors in general, I could kind of really go deep into. Um, but fuck that, man. Like, this is bullshit. Like, I'm here for higher education. That's insane. I can't believe that's allowed. That's insane. That's insane. Like, we're yeah. just like, it's kind of like the robot world. We're just like, oh, this is already did this. Like, watch it over and over. Like, phone it in. Like, what is he doing with this other time? Exactly. Yes. Well, they do, obviously, or they're writing books and they have, you know, their research re- requirements that they have to do and all this other bullshit to justify their $125,000 a year salary where they get 2% increases yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, brother. I feel like the shit that oh, that's a great point. The shit that fucked me and didn't make my number one, but I want to give it is um, like the professor that would, you know, the version of the book and my uh, my psychology professor did this, but it'd be like version like like seven point two, and each right. year a new version would come out, so you couldn't like resell the book. 
and just changing chapters. Yep. Maybe changing oh text here and there. Fuck Dude, those guys. Fuck college. So hard because then you buy that $67 book and you get what? Eight eight ninety five back. Fuck oh you yeah. all, man. Fuck you all. What a rocket! What a fucking rocket! And we we're poor. My number one is ties all fucking into it. It is college debt, my friend. Cal, mm. This is. I was gonna go. I was gonna go tuitions. I but I wanted to. I wanted to. I want to go deep on you. Yeah, yeah. No, you did a good deep dive, but I just can't get over it. Just because I still pay it once a month. I pay that yeah. little that little payment to like chip down this thing that has like a I don't know like six percent interest rate a year it's just like it's Ooh, it's annoying see, that's it's, the thing and it's just part that's of the life. thing that's that's difficult mine mine is uh two like two and a quarter but i i, I came out in 2002 and here's the thing is is i, I do want to say like no one talks about like t- tuition increase like you don't have any real education um, and I guess your people are relying on their parents, but if your parents don't really pay attention or you're going out there doing it on your own, like no one talks to you about like student loans, yeah. like educating about loans, yep. like how to find X, how to find Y and basically being like, this is what you're saddling yourself for the next umpteen years. Brother, we're so hitting so many. De- yeah. So, we're, go ahead, bud. No, if you get a degree, but your top end salary is thirty five to forty five thousand dollars, you're going to be an indentured servant when we take out two hundred thousand dollars in student loan, but we also green light you fifty thousand dollars in fucking student loans on, on what basis on what credit like if i go to a bank and ask for that type of scratch like they're gonna want to know like what's your collateral what's your like income what's your all this bullshit but kids we just roll it out and and you can't default on that loans and and universities fucking know this so what do they do ratchet it up two percent increases across everyone when when dr mrs the commission was at michigan state i was trying to find a job out there and i was like all right well let's see what michigan state has to offer i was talking to this guy he's like yeah we get two percent increases across the board every year oh if you fucking suck do you still get a two percent increases yeah well it's all on the back of the students yeah it's it's like it's I, I brought, oh man can we do it and maybe fixes just like targeting like 18 year olds like that's it's just insane yeah. it, like i think the big point you brought up which is absolutely correct where it's like to buy a house now, like it would take for fucking ever. You got to go like jump through all the mm-hmm. hoops, like apply for everything. But it's like all of a sudden, like my seventeen-year-old self, like had more, more like collateral or just like a more like I don't, you trusted that more. No, you didn't fucking trust it because you can just yeah. like lash it onto me for the rest of my life. Right, exactly. And and uh, it was like when you got that student loan money coming through, it was like, yeah. oh shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this it's like, is you know, what, this is you had no. This- con- it's it's like when they had you apply for a Mastercard that had five hundred dollars like maximum, which might as well have been a million fucking dollars, and they gave you a free <laughs> right. T shirt because it's just predatory. It's predatory bullshit, brother. I had it's so funny. I had predatory as my console bracket. Predatory credit card lenders that give away you free free swag. Like oh, oh yeah, I, want, I, want oh, God. I get I get, a, I get a frisbee. Sure, yeah, give me that fucking Chase Bait card. Right, right. I like that little zip tie backpack thing, whatever that is. All right, I'm going to score it right now. Uh, we're up against it, brother. I'm going to do this. I was going to bring up GPAs. We won't jump into that. I had a nice one. <laughs> but you do have a college degree, so you beat me out there. The guy with the college degree gets the win for – that is a three-peat, my friend, right? You had a three-set. That's, that's, that's probably the biggest comeback to MAB Sports Podcast, Neapolitan Showdown history. Much like my college career. Come back! <laughs> Look at that guy. Oh, we're Looking up, not not good early on. Up against it as fuck. I love the fact that we're bringing back best things about college next week. You guys can shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail Let's jump into our MVP of the weeks. Who do you got most awesome? 
Ooh, I'm going to go with uh, the Utah Jazz owner, Gail Miller, and Donovan Mitchell uh, talking about um, – Fan interactions mm-hmm. with uh, the Utah Jazz, kind of putting their best foot forward. Donovan Mitchell talking about that he wants to be a leader in his community, kind of help bridge that gap. And uh, and Gail Miller kind of taking a stand and saying, hey, guys, let's not be dicks. So those two are my MVPs of the week. I like it, brother. And I want to get into this. I know that we had on the slate. I think we uh, really dove into you read from the headlines. Uh, not a second that it would have given elsewhere. We will jump into it next week, I promise, on player-fan interactions. I'm I have a hot take, brother, that I almost don't want to tell you about because I'm so fucking excited about it. You're Ooh, gonna like it. it. Like Tease it for uh, me. I don't save it. Save it. Oh. Uh, MVP. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give it to uh, John Favara, uh, who wrote Swingers. <laughs> uh, went to the Dresden last night, and I sat there. I tried to have someone record for longtime listener Joe Booth. I tried to do the. Here's the thing. She's a nice girl's like scene when they sit there and like push yeah. over the minge yeah. and everything. It was fun. I didn't yeah. get it recorded, but uh, I will still. Um, Give hats off to that. Uh, maybe rewatch it tonight. Um, guys, I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Hey, guys, I got a degree from Hot Pod University in underwater mabskit weaving. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.